everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast we analyzed the 1998 graduation party classic, Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. I wanted to say, um, video game classic? Oh. And I don't know why. Well, so, this isn't that. Nope. Anyways. I don't think there's any video games in this movie. No? Weird. So. How unrealistic. Yeah, you're... Yeah, your brain went to a strange place. <laughs> but it is minute 48 in which there are no video games. Correct. I have it beginning with the continuation of Denise's little mini monologue about why she and Kenny are no longer friends. Her audition piece. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> I was in all the smart classes and because my parents didn't make a lot of money and because you desperately needed to sit at the trendy table in the cafeteria. This is like an atomic bomb of a thing to say it's so real yep you can tell it's true Mm -hmm. and it feels very typical for middle school like i was like oh wow this just got real like i wanted to talk to you well, can I tell it? Can I tell oh, yeah, them where it, it ends? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So it, it ends with the radio saying, and as a special treat for you, we'll have the man alow himself. You know I wrote that down. <laughs> oh, I know. I know you did. Let's go back to Denise and Kenny yeah. and the truth bomb that she just threw directly at his face. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think there's a I think there's something that Maybe we're talking about more um, nowadays, but like the fact that like there are several different schools going on at once, at least in my experience in high school, like there's honors and there's like academic and there's like basic like classes that mm-hmm. like they all run together and very rarely cross over. Yes. And so I feel like if you were friends with someone, before that happened and you were just in classes together and then mm-hmm. they were like all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna join up on honors english and you're like all right well i'm gonna do academic english because it's still a little tough for me to read which is fine i mean that that surely yeah. happens or you know i'm just fine at it i'm not i don't excel at it whatever mm-hmm. um you you would basically be saying goodbye to that person for all intents and purposes like you could meet at during lunch school if you, hours absolutely if you lived close to each other but like even after school hours i feel like you make friends with the people in your classes and yeah. you'd have to really make a commitment to the person to continue. I mean, like, I feel bad saying this and maybe there are exceptions. I hope there are exceptions, but like, it would be a very big challenge to continue a friendship into that divide. Yeah. Like, I, never, I, mean, I never had to experience that because I moved right as I was going to middle school. So like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mariah lived down the street from me and I was in honors classes and she wasn't. Yeah. And, but I mean, like she lived down the street. So we still saw each other on the bus. We saw each other after school, especially in middle school when we didn't have like after school activities the same way we did in high school. Right. Right. Once we got to high school, we didn't see as much of each other because she was doing cross country. Right. And I was doing theater. But then in her off season, she would she would you know work on the the plays and stuff and yeah. she took drama so we had some crossover there yeah but yeah i mean it would it would be if you did not have any after school extracurriculars yeah with someone and especially if in a case like this where one of you was going into a totally different set of classes so you weren't going to be in class together 
And the other one also really wanted to try to boost their popularity yeah. by making friends with the cooler kids who, at least in this school, seems to not be the smart kids. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. How that would totally separate these two friends. When when I went to middle school, um, I had so I went to f- uh, fifth grade at a at a private um, like naval academy based school. Uh huh. And like one or two of my friends went from there to the middle school I was going to. Okay. But that middle school, the sixth grade, was divided in half, and it was like A class and B class, or red class and blue class, some some weird divide. And really, never the twain shall meet. Like, I didn't have classes with the other class, and oh, my friend was in that other class. So, like, we went to the same school. We would say hi to each other in the halls, but like, we didn't have any of the same classes together. And when we, you know, we I moved after that year, so I mean, like, it was sort of moot. But like, yeah, it and like, and middle school is I feel like the classic time for yeah. We used to be friends, and now I'm treating you like dirt. Less than dirt. Yeah. yeah, there is something about I get I, I I'm going to blame hormones largely. I think mm-hmm. a lot I think a lot of it is hormones. Like like a fi- there is a physical change that happens when you get those like preteen hormonal surges that yeah. just makes you kind of an awful human being. Mm-hmm. Just sort of across the board. Like everybody's just terrible in like seventh grade. But also, like, you're starting to all develop your own different interests and want yeah. to be a little bit more independent. And yeah. so I think, you know, like, where you may have been, you know, maybe you and the girl down the street bonded over the fact that you both really liked horses, but... For example. For example. But then when you hit middle school, one of you discovers boys. And the other one still... Th- this is not a real life example. Okay. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Who is which one is this? That? Was okay. actually this is actually an episode of the Saddle Club that Kaylee and I watched recently. Um, <laughs> of course it is cool. But but yeah, like you know, there was th- this girl who had ridden at the barn with Stevie, and they were super good friends. And then the girl, I can't remember her name, but the other girl like moved away, but they stayed in touch. And like once a year, the girl would come back to visit family who was still local. And yeah. this year she comes back and she's in like a crop top and platform shoes. This is the, the saddle club was filmed in the early 2000s. But <laughs> like, you know, she's basically, she's dressed like she's in a Britney Spears video. Right. And, and she's like, yeah, I don't really want to do the horse thing anymore. Like, I still want to hang out with you, but like, I don't want to do it at a smelly barn. Yeah. And it was mm. like this whole major plot point. And I, and I feel like middle school is exactly when that kind of thing starts to happen. Yeah. I, I envy people like you who knew people in middle school and high school that you'd known since kindergarten. Yeah. But when I don't envy you kind of people, and Kristen, my wife is the same, you know, she, whatever, like is in middle school where you start to have these things where it's like, I know we used to have sleepovers every, you know, every other Saturday in fourth and fifth grade, but mm-hmm. I don't want to do that anymore. Also stop talking to me. And it's like, yeah. like the loss of that friendship is so big and like moving is a loss of a friendship too. So I did that, but like, yep. it was like my parents are causing me to no longer be in your state. So like, yeah, yeah we're going to drift th- apart. 
I don't have to see you every day. Yeah, moving is exactly moving is hard in a different way because you don't get to see your friends anymore. Yeah. Drifting apart when you still go to the same school is a different kind of hard because you Ugh. still see each other, but you're kind you're different people. And especially when it wasn't like a mutually agreed upon. Yeah. We, like you both just drift apart. Like I used to be good friends with this girl, Susan, in like fourth and fifth grade. Like she had just moved to our school in fourth grade. We became super good friends. We were like inseparable fourth and fifth grade. And then in middle school, we just didn't have classes together. Yeah. And drifted apart. And it got to where... Like, we wouldn't even acknowledge each other in the halls. And it wasn't a malicious thing. Yeah. It was just we were running with completely different crowds and hadn't talked in so long that saying hi to each other just felt weird. Yeah. And then I think she moved because she didn't go to our high school. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. I feel like her, her dad may have been military or government or something where they moved like every few years. Yeah. I don't remember. I feel like some people we knew went to like private high schools, like Catholic schools or Paul VI or whatever. A couple, I know Matt, da- Matt Damon. Matt Damon, no. our friend Matt Damon from middle school. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. He moved up to Boston. Yeah, Matt Damon. Yeah. yeah. She went yeah. to, I think they both went to Paul VI. Mm. Interesting. But, okay. Yeah. But so, yeah. I, you, you can cut those names because they're right. not I'll, relevant I'll and probably don't need. I'll just loudly bleep them. <laughs> Crank, crank the bleeps. Yeah, that that concept destroys me. Like, I am one that, like, I don't want to stop being Facebook friends. I would, you know, I'm the guy that would be like, hi. And it's like, yeah. I haven't talked to you in years, but okay, hi. Like, I, I just, it's such a, yeah. it's such a hard thing for me to give up a friendship that, like, I will walk that corpse around weekend at Bernie style long past when any of us are under any like idea that there's something there to be friends about i'm like you listen you are in my database as friend yeah it could be that one day i'm on the run from a serial killer i need to know that you're gonna be you know open your house to me or whatever right then that is that is literally kind of the stuff that i think about (laughs) (laughs) okay well uh duly noted yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I don't know if I've made that clear to you, but uh, it I wasn't my contract. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, my house is always open to you. Now, random person that you were friends with in fifth grade, I don't know if their house will be open to you. But I bet if you can find it, they would let you in if it was between that and watching you being brutally murdered on their front lawn. It depends on who it was. That's true. <laughs> well. When I, I reached out, once I got Facebook and learned of the concept of reaching out to people I used to go to school with, I reached out to people that I used to go to school with in middle school in Annapolis and in elementary school in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And some of them, I was like, hey, did you go to to this school in Nebraska? And they're like, I did. Oh. Okay. Well, all right, great. All right. Well, but then, check that off as a yes. <laughs> but then, I, you know, the girl that I had a crush on in fourth grade was like, yeah, hey, what's going on? I was like, dreams do come true. Um, like, cause she, <laughs> she turned out to be really cool and stuff. And, of course, we've drifted apart and whatever because... That's just life and I need to accept it. But, uh-huh. you know, like it was, it made for some awkward conversations where it was like, hey, remember me from middle school? And I really feel like if they were being honest, they'd be like, um, no. And, the, you know, yeah. I'm like, well, I remember you because that's just, that's just James. That's just, that's, that's just, just who I am. am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, like 
this whole thing it would break me if if I was if I was Denise and and yeah. Kenny did that to me and so I'm I count myself really thankful that we moved when I did even though I was so mad at my parents to move me away from the school I loved yeah. boy they couldn't have picked a better time to move me in, yeah. in middle school where it's like I could be I could have that new kid glow and also I'm not popular because no one knows who I am but I can build right. that up Ugh, yeah nice yeah so anyways yep so but that's only half of this minute yeah um, the other half of it, speaking of being kind of sad and like womp womp, yeah. uh, we we cut to a dark parking lot where Preston is just being very, very mopey. This is the football field where graduation happened, correct? Is it? Yeah, I guess it had to be. So did they not clean up at all? There was still like I guess banners not. and balloons and shit all over the, the field and stuff. I'm like, so who was girl whose party it is in charge of the cleanup? And she was like, listen, I got a party. I'm going to ditch you for the first time. And Mr. Carruthers is like, what are you talking about? I needed you. I counted on you, Sarah. And she's like, I don't know, Mr. Carruthers. More important things. I had to put out bowls of checks mix. Yeah. I'm the girl whose party it is. And he's like, well, they're not going to call you yeah. that. And she's like, you'll see. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what are you going to do? Not let me graduate, sucker? Yeah, exactly. And he's like, "You're you're a junior. What are you talking about?" And she's like, "Oops, but um bum." That was from the prequel. That would be wildly funny if the girl whose party it was didn't wasn't even their class. <laughs> <laughs> that's why no one knows what her name is. That I, would be hilarious. Actually, you know what? That's my new headcanon. Yeah. Um, I do I do like the idea of a, a prequel to Can't Hardly Wait, which is called Maybe I Can Hardly Wait. <laughs> um, okay, so that was my first note. Was like. It, this is the mess. Like it, he's gone back to graduation, and it's just a, a just a trash heap. You know, I have seen this movie so many times, and I never realized that that's where he is. I always just thought that he like drove to a random parking lot. Even though now that you've mentioned it, it is very clear that it is the parking lot at the high school next to the football field where graduation was. I really want to know what the geography of this city is because there are some locations that I'm like. Is there school right next to, you know, XYZ? Well, no, I don't want to spoil next minute, but mm-hmm. like, it's a wild concept that like, there's, anyways, we'll, we'll get there. But so he is sitting on his car yeah. and a song is playing on uh, the radio. Mm-hmm. You want to tell me about that song? Uh, you know, I would. I really, really would. It's called Waiting for a Girl Like You. Okay. Which is a power ballad from 1981. Uh, by the band Foreigner. Okay. It has a synthesizer steam. What? <laughs> synthesizer steam is the new age porn. Uh, it has a <laughs> synthesizer theme, uh, which was performed by a then little known Thomas Dolby, who uh, later went on to make the song She Blinded Me With Science. Oh, okay. Which, um, if loyal listeners of this show will remember that uh, when we were uh, talking about the chloroform that they made in Chem Lab, I said mm-hmm. it was a, she blinded me with science green. So Thomas Dolby mm-hmm. has already come up on this uh, show. It became one of the band's most successful songs worldwide, peaking at number two on the Hot 100 and then number one on the Rock Tracks chart. It actually holds a record. Uh, it is tied with Missy Elliott's Work It for the most weeks at number two without hitting number one. Oh, um, Which okay. is 10 weeks. Yeah. So that is the song that is playing on the radio, Waiting for a Girl Like You by Foreigner. Okay. Then they they do a weird thing, which is there's a Preston voiceover, inner uh-huh. thought voiceover, which they haven't done before. Actually, no, they, they have haven't. with Kenny. 
No, he's talking to himself. Never mind. No, he does. He is thinking to himself. They have done an inner yes, thought in monologue the with Kenny. I was just going to say, they haven't done it with Preston before, though, because it turned no. out he was talking to the foreign exchange student. Right. Well, his mouth isn't moving. He's literally in just this, Yeah, in this one, thoughts. no. Yeah, he's just thinking his thoughts, but reacting to his own thoughts? I want to talk about voiceover acting so badly, Aaron. I absolutely love voiceover acting, where you are acting with your own voice. Mm-hmm. Ugh. When he says... What was I supposed to do then? Go out and buy a dog? And he shakes his head at no, no. I'm like, oh, so good. It's the most Ethan Embry like expression on his face. Like there's Ethan Embry is one of those actors that I cannot. And we talked about this in an early minute with Breck and Meyer, where I cannot divorce the fact that mm. he is who he is from the role that he's playing. Ethan yeah. Embry's even more so. He yeah. will only ever be either... Honestly, he will only ever be Ethan Embry right. or Ethan Embry as Mark from Empire yeah. Records or Ethan Correct. Embry as the bass player. Who is from that basically thing you do. shy Who Ethan is, Embry. Yeah, exactly. Like all of both of those characters are so just like right in his little like niche mm-hmm. character that he has carved out for himself that I just every expression that he makes, I'm like, oh, that's such an Ethan Embry expression. All right, so Empire Records, one of the places that might take place is New Jersey, right? Okay. Um, and that thing you do is Erie, Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. Ethan Embry, Cinematic Universe, Preston's dad or uncle was TB okay. Player. Okay. His, like, cousin is Mark. <laughs> okay. They all live in, like, this little, like, triangle of, I think Erie is in, like, northern Pennsylvania, and then, like, Huntington is in, like, middle Pennsylvania, and then New Jersey, which is closer than I ever pictured New Jersey being to Pennsylvania, which is that sure. it touches it. Um, yep. And I, now, so now my headcanon is all three of those movies take place in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also The Walking Dead is Preston's, well, no, it's just, it's, it's, like, Preston. Yeah. Gets yeah. eaten by a zombie. Per- hey, there you go. You got, you got music in all of them. Music uh-huh. in TV Player, um, Empire Records, and then uh, Barry Manilow. So mm-hmm. like, you know, all this stuff. Yep. I think the next thing that I have uh, is, uh, again, I want to point it out as a line I think I would have written possibly. Uh-huh. So, okay. So he says, maybe it is about, maybe Mandy is about a dog. So what was I supposed to do? Go out and buy a dog? No, no, no. Right. And he's like, it's not like you hear Mandy on the radio every day. I haven't heard that song in like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then the radio says, and since today is Barry Manilow's birthday, we'll be playing Mandy every hour on the hour. And yeah. I'm like, I feel such kindred spirit with whoever it was of the two of them, or if they both wrote that set of lines. I'm like, that's some James humor right there. Yep. Immediately undercutting the, the premise of his justifications. I haven't yep. heard that song in like 10 years. We're playing it every hour on the hour. <laughs> yep. I have a question for you. Is Mandy yeah. Barry Manilow's most popular song? Um, or I like one of them? It's one of them for sure. Okay. It's Mandy, okay. Copacabana. Um, I write the songs kind of. We'll talk about I write the songs tomorrow. Um, like, yeah. But but Mandy is, is probably top three. Okay. Because sure. I would have 
thought like may I can see them being like it's Barry Manilow's birthday so we're playing a Barry Manilow we're playing Barry Manilow's greatest hits a different song right. every hour on the hour Barry Manilowed rock blocks uh-huh but instead they just chose to play Mandy right maybe that's all they have maybe that could be like that's that's wild so what this does mean Aaron yes. is that we have a firmly established setting which I alluded to early, early on when we talked about when girl who parties, whose party it is, parents get back. We know what day it is because it's Barry Manilow's birthday. Mm-hmm. So it is Which June seventeenth, nineteen ninety eight. Okay, what day of the week was that? That was Wednesday. Okay. So that was Barry Manilow's forty fifth birthday. Okay. Um, other people born on this day: Igor Stravinsky. Um, who is a composer. This mm-hmm. guy, John Hersey, who at first I was like, oh yeah, the Hershey guy. And I was like, no, 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 it's Hersey. He was a New Yorker. He wrote, he was a journalist, but one of the most famous things he wrote. A month after um, we dropped the atomic bombs on Hiroshima, mm-hmm. he wrote a, the entire issue of the New Yorker was his, the one article called Hiroshima that was oh. t- like, it, it, w- it followed the stories of like six people that were there Oh, when okay. the bomb went off and like what happened to them like over the next week or whatever. Okay. I actually just recently read it this summer and it's very good. So he was born on this day. The lead singer of the Dead Kennedys, Jello Biafra. Okay. Thomas Hayden Church and Greg Kinnear, who I feel like there are people in the world who those two people would be the same person. Like it's funny that they were born on the same day because I feel like they're very similar like 90s rom-com-ish Sort of people. I don't know if I know who Thomas Hayden Church is. I know who Greg Kinnear is. Have you seen? Here's here's an unlikely thing that maybe you've seen. Wings, the show. Mm-mm. George of the Jungle. May I'm sh- I've seen at least bits and pieces of it, but like when okay. I was a kid. Okay, he's the bad guy in that. Uh, he was on Ned and Stacy. I don't know what that Ned is. and Stacy. I think he's an actor. I don't know. I think he may be an actor. You don't know. You might you might recognize him if you saw him. But anyway, so yeah. Um, and then uh, Eric Stefani, who is Gwen Stefani's brother, who okay. helped found No Doubt and then left No Doubt to go be an animator on The Simpsons. So, oh, yeah, very cool. Wild. Um, okay. V- Venus Williams. Okay. Jodie Whittaker, um, who is basically five months older than you. Which, oh. if you want me to cut that, I can cut that. But I thought that was a fun fact for you, for you to know. Who is Jodie Whittaker? The Thirteenth Doctor. Oh, right. Doctor? Okay. I was like, why do I know that name? Wait, she's only five months older than me? Exactly. Oh, in my, yes. In my head, I thought she was older than me. Yeah, she's June 17th, 1982. She is older than you. Well, you know what I mean, though. Like, it's not like she yeah. looks older than me. I just, yeah. in my head, I guess I'm still, like, 15. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. So, okay. and, she, and she's, like, an adult. Yeah. I, I definitely understand you thinking she's an adult. I... Yeah, I often think that quite a lot about lots of people. Yeah. And I guess because I didn't know her prior to Doctor Who. Right. It's not it's not like now when I see like Alicia Silverstone as the mom on Babysitter's Club and right. I'm like, okay, well this is weird. It's right. a different kind of weird. Right, right, right. Um, and then uh, Kendrick Lamar, who is uh, the best rapper alive right now. Okay. Also on this day, the Statue of Liberty arrived in New York from France. Probably one of the top three best Marx Brothers movie movies a day at the races premiered um it it was released and then uh the watergate break-in happened on june 17th oh um where the members of the republican of like richard nixon's campaign broke into the 
Democratic National Campaign Headquarters and, like, tried to steal some stuff, and they got caught, and it ended with their president resigning. So, like, pretty bad for the campaign, I guess. You could say that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of backfired a little. Little bit. So I would recommend the movie uh, All the President's Men because Robert Redford is a gorgeous uh, drink of water, and it's a good movie. Don't watch it when you're tired, though, because it's very... Um, it can be very quiet and long-shotted, and I have definitely okay. dozed while it was on. But it's very good when dialogue is actually happening. All right. So that is June seventeenth, and it is so. It is June seventeenth, nineteen ninety-eight. Okay. The next, and I guess final thing, because we already said the man Elo himself, um, which I'm not sure I ever picked up on uh, before this podcast. I oh really? W- I think I may have still been laughing at we're playing Mandy every hour on the hour, <laughs> That's and so possible. I never picked up on that. Um, this is a radio station called Mellow 103, which is, I looked up, there doesn't appear to be any radio station called that or that was called that. Uh, I got a lot of Jamaican radio stations, which was interesting. Okay. I think it's also interesting that they said Mellow 103, which means they didn't have to have uh, call signs and establish which side of the Mississippi it was on. Because if it's west of the Mississippi, it's K. And if it's east of the Mississippi, it's W. Interesting. So like K-Rock and stuff are all in... Um, in like in California, and then like yeah. WD, WWDC, which is DC 101, is yeah. in uh, is in uh, the East Coast. So I don't think I realized yeah. that there was a like clear delineation. Yeah. So cool. But All yeah, right. they, they they avoid that by by just calling it the the name of the radio station, which is Mellow 103. Yeah. As opposed to being like you know WKRP, which is really ridiculous because that was the name of a TV show, but like you know saying the call signs which would establish it as either you said w and my brain immediately went idk (laughs) widk which takes Uh place on the east coast Uh uh-huh which would be weird if it took place on the west coast because then it would be kid k but so yeah i think it's it's interesting that they they because because there's an ambiguity between whether it takes place in pennsylvania or california yeah that's like a crucial like well that would establish where it is and they avoid that so good job and that's all i have Okay, probably for the best since we're at almost a half hour. <laughs> shall I do social media? I think you shall. Okay, we are on Twitter as a podcast at je underscore minute movies. Um, I am on Twitter at unabashed James. And I'm at unabashedly Aaron. We are part of the Scavengers Network, which in addition to the great podcasts that we have talked about over the past couple of days, and this one, uh, also has a Twitch stream, which is uh, available at twitch.tv slash the scavengers network. Um, we have uh, sort of pulled back a little bit on the streams just because sort of the pandemic is the school year starting. The pandemic is not clearing up so much as people are sort of learning how to live their lives around it and stuff. So we're doing sort of more podcasting stuff. So the streams are, are cutting back a little bit, but that doesn't mean that they're stopping. Um, we are still streaming, I think not, maybe not every day, but probably like every other day there's, there's streams happening all the time, as well as a full bank of archives, uh, that you can go back and watch, like pick a series and you can watch it all the way through. So that's at twitch.tv slash the scavengers network, where you can watch, have like a visual component to these voices that you hear in your heads. It's true. So I think that is going to do it. This, it keeps being that we're like, and it's half an hour. So um, I think all of the world's clocks are broken, um, or maybe they're just stuck, because as you know, time is honeys. Go hot dogs!
The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.